This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. We brought this up yesterday. There's these Facebook groups that are popping up all over the place. There's one in Toronto. Uh, there's one in London, Ontario, and that's the one we're talking about. But across the Taz and Jim listening area and communities. Hamilton, Barrie? Yeah. There, there's yeah. there's uh, these Facebook groups called Are We Dating the Same Guy? And the theory is uh, women will have a safe place to talk about guys they're dating and uh, other women can let them know if there's any information they should know about the guys. Maybe the guys are uh, abusive or there's other red flags that are there that they feel other women should know about. So, it, it, you know, it, it seems like a, a positive thing, right? But there's also a flip side. There's a lot of men who are saying that lies about them have been posted on these sites and it's affected their jobs, their family life, their dating life, definitely. Mm -hmm. Um, And the claims that are being made are unsubstantiated. There's no evidence to support any of it being true. Maybe vengeful exes are on the site. Uh, You know, somebody who has a grudge against that person could post whatever they want. And other people are reading it as fact. So we we posted on the Taz and Jim Facebook page about this GoFundMe that has been started because the administrator of the London Are We Dating the Same Guy Facebook group has been served papers by a guy. Yes. Who we are going to hear from shortly. The guy called us yesterday who has served the papers. Um, but uh, we posted uh, the GoFundMe, and we were getting accused of being woke. Woman haters. Uh, Pro-abuse. Yes. And some of the dumbest stuff I've ever read online, to be honest. Well, Just because we asked a question, you know, about the positives and negatives of these websites. Yeah. We simply posted the story, a screenshot of the GoFundMe, and said, do you think these pages are good or bad for society? Yeah. Uh, as two guys, we're not allowed to be on this group because it's, it's for private. women only. So right. we can't see what's happening behind the scenes. So we only know what we hear from our female friends who are on it and random guys are being accused of stuff. So that's why we took a neutral stance, posted, give us your opinion. What do you think? And we also multiple times said, yeah, you know, it sounds like there are positives to this. Mm -hmm. And to prove that, we've got Michelle, a friend of ours, on the line. Hi, Michelle. Hi. You are a member of the Facebook group, Are We Dating the Same Guy, right? Yes, I am. And it was a valuable tool in your dating life. Tell us your story. Absolutely. So I've been a member of the group right from the get-go, and I think it's so beneficial for women to be a part of this. I think it's really helped keep a lot of women safe in modern online dating. I myself have benefited a lot. Um, I've found out lots of things about men that I've dated in the past that cleared up a lot of unanswered questions for me and has really helped me you know, move on in life from those men. And without this group, I never would have gotten those answers. And it's also helped me steer clear of men that I was probably going to go out with and have heard some of the things that they've done in the past and, you know, don't want to get involved with that person. Um, So to me, the group is, is so valuable. And I think every city should have one. And I think any single woman who's trying to date nowadays should get involved in these groups because I, I do think they're really helpful for, for women in staying safe. So for your situation, what what happened and what did you do? do you, you, there was some red flags going on with a guy you were dating, so you take a picture from his Facebook and then post it on the page with a short write-up, or how does it actually work? 
So in my case, um, I've just seen pictures of the guys that I was either dating or were about to go out with um, and just read through the comments. There's a way that you can you can search for men. So if I knew their name, I would just search in the group and read through the comments. And there are lots of men that get posted that have fabulous comments about them. They, everybody says that they're really nice guys. They're great guys that, you know, there's no red flags about them. So it's not all bad and it's not all negative, but that's what people talk about. And you know, if you're going to do bad things to a woman, then you're probably going to get called out in the group. If you if you don't do bad things, then you really have nothing to worry about. So I think it's just about being a good human. Now, Michelle, you, you say there's also another Facebook group called You Should Be Dating This Guy. There is. There's one for London. I don't know about other cities, but, uh, you know, women will post either their brothers or their boyfriends, friends. Or a lot of friend zoners in that one, I'm guessing. A lot of, a lot of friend zoners, yeah. But, <laughs> we should start with, if he's so great, why aren't you yeah, dating exactly. him? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. There's something going on. I don't know. And what would be the ratio of compliments to men versus teardowns? Like on the, are we dating the same guy? Are there one positive review for a man versus nine negative reviews for other men? Or like, what is the ratio we're looking at here? Because it's not like a dating site where you're finding good guys to date, really. No, that would be that would be more the other group. Yeah, um, yeah, I'd say maybe like for every five negative, there's probably one one positive. So hmm. it's not it's not too bad. Now, Michelle, you straight up found out a guy you were dating was dating multiple women, which is, yeah. is the, you know, it <laughs> proves that this was what the site was, uh, was launched for and it worked for you. So you found out and you ladies all kind of banded together and, and all dumped the guy. Yes. Yeah. There was quite a few of us and honestly, without the group, I don't think any of us would have found that out. And uh, you know, the women that were, were still with him at the time ended up breaking up with him. And I think that's what he deserves. Now you if you're going to try to date multiple women at the same time, you're going to probably get called out in these Facebook groups for it. You're being held accountable for your actions. You also said, Michelle, that if you haven't done anything wrong, you have nothing to worry about. But that's putting a lot of yeah. faith in... Uh, humanity. Humanity. There's <laughs> dishonest men and there's dishonest women. So yeah. what what is to stop a woman from making up a story and posting it on there? Or check this one out. We got a text message. Uh, now, this person says that they did get comments and posts removed uh, by the administrator from the Are We Dating the Same Guy Facebook page. Says, hey, Taz and Jim, heard you talking about this Facebook page. You can get your name deleted by the admin person. I was dating a girl, her crazy ex-husband, posed as a woman to join the group, and then he put me on there as revenge for dating his ex-wife. Long story short, uh, the administrator deleted me the same day. This uh, subject should garner uh, a lot of interest because a lot of people are talking about it. Honestly, the admins of the group are amazing and go above and beyond to try to keep everybody safe and to try to keep the group as honest as possible. There's pretty strict rules that everybody in the group has to follow, and they they double-check those rules with us at least once or twice a week. And if there's any issues, they're really good at removing posts, removing people from the group, um, and trying to keep the, the group what it was intended to do, to help people and not just slander people unnecessarily. 
We're talking about, are we dating the same guy? The Facebook group in London, Ontario, the administrator has been served legal papers by a guy who says that false claims about him have been posted on the site. We talked to the guy who has uh, filed a claim legally, and we want to play that audio for you, Michelle, and get your reaction to it. Is that cool? That's cool for me. So it's like, are we dating the same guy? So like, are multiple women dating one man? That's the whole idea of the site. Right. Was to protect other women from dating, I guess, what you would call douchebags. Yeah, yeah. So she has seven, 70 women post about me. I've gone on a date with one of these women. So it goes from, you know, I'm a stalker. I've never called this girl in my life, never sent her a text message, never been to her work. Um, she actually called the police and had the police come to my house with zero communication, telling the police I'm criminally harassing her. Obviously, the police looked into it, found out that was a bunch of BS, but she's basically saying, you know, I'm a scumbag, I'm dating a bunch of women. Uh, at one point, she says that I'm a dentist, which, you know, I'm clearly not. Um, I'm calling other people's dog ugly. Um, now, that's now you've gone too far. You know, calling someone a dentist is an insult, but once you bring the dogs into it, that's that's yeah. irreputable harm. Yeah, exactly. But no, she's been slandering my, you know, my profession, starting, you know, what I do out there for a living. Um, I've never met this woman in my life. No, what what I understand yeah. is you went on a date with somebody else who then sends it into the administrator, and then the administrator posts it on this page on their behalf. And, and then there's a bunch exactly. of women saying they know you, and they don't know you, and they're just making garbage up? To a bunch of us. It's not just me. I've got friends. I've got friends of friends. So women that I've never gone on a date with are bashing me saying, you know, I've done this. I'm a douchebag. I'm a slime bag. You know what? I'm poor. Like just creating all these lies about me saying I should be ashamed because I'm a father of two girls. But yet they post pictures of my daughter on this group. And that, and that's all it is. It got to the point where they're like, they were bashing me. They're like, look at him in his stained white polo t-shirt. I was at the beach taking family pictures with my two daughters. And apparently my polo shirt's dirty because it's wet. And there's literally like three pages talking about my dirty shirt. Ugh, undateable. So, <laughs> so the, the funny thing is, is I've got nothing to hide. They have proof of none of the stuff. And they just keep on posting it. And it's becoming libel. It's becoming slander. And I've had enough of it. Okay, Michelle, there is the guy who has filed uh, legal papers against the administrator of the London chapter of Are We Dating the Same Guy Facebook group. What are your thoughts on that? Well, his, his comments about posting pictures of the children, they don't allow that. They would have taken those pictures down immediately, and all the posts have to get approved by an admin before they even go live in the group, and they wouldn't have allowed anybody to post pictures of children. So not really sure where, where that comment's coming from. Um, I have a feeling I know which which guy in the group. They're oh, oh, oh well, yeah, he's dirty polo, man. The old white dirty polo <laughs> shirt guy. Yeah, I, I, have my, I have my suspicions. And I think there are a lot of women that just talk to these guys online. And you can pick up bad vibes from texting. And uh -huh. I think that's what that's comments are coming from you don't have to have gone out with a guy to be able to to comment in the group if he's if he's saying weird things to you and he's making you know unwanted advances if he's if he's just giving off really gross and weird and bad vibes over text you could still comment that you could still help another woman not go through that 
same experience. But, but isn't some of that subjective? You know what I mean? Like one person's trash is another person's treasure. If it even happened in the first place. Like, and I trust 99% yeah. of people, but there's always that 1%, you know? There should be consequences if you treat yeah. women badly, but there should also be consequences if you make up stories about guys uh, to get revenge or maybe oh, because sure. you want attention, whatever your motive is, which is yeah. a real possibility with with some of these sites, no? Oh, for sure there is. I think at the end of the day, you know, they are strangers on the internet that you don't know, so you do have to you know, kind of take what's said with a grain of salt. But if there's like 40-plus women all saying the exact same thing and all had the same experience with that guy, then they're probably not making it up. Then, you know, they're they're probably all correct. And the guy probably doesn't like the way that he's acted and knows that he's acting poorly and is, you know, upset that he's being held accountable for his actions. This pattern has been around for years, like for as long as men and women have existed, you know. It's not been to the level where 40 people could get together in a group and talk, but people always talk about people they're dating, especially when communities were smaller. So the word does travel. So this isn't like a new concept it's, it's just, just ramped it's just ramped up and right. it's now it's a database you know <laughs> yeah. so uh yeah. you know we totally understand <laughs> internet the, douchebag yeah. database and i was talking to my wife about <laughs> yeah. it and she's like it is great you know of course like it could go sideways but you know right. for the most part but the, when it does go sideways there's no repercussion and there's no oversight and so that's why tough. we wanted to talk about it because we the concept to us seems very smart and very useful for women but at the same yeah. time, just what checks and balances are in place there. And I guess if this is a legal case and it goes to the courts, we'll find out more about that. Michelle, we wish you the best in life and love, okay? Thank you so much. <laughs> this is the Taz and Jim Podcast. The Blind Side. Remember the movie The Blind Side? Mm-hmm. Sandy B. Uplifting. Inspirational, inspirational story, story. Right? Oh my goodness, yeah. About Michael Orr, who was an orphan. Uh, he was adopted by Sandra Bullock and her family. And they nurtured him and allowed him to become a great NFL player based on a true story. Well, now NFL player Michael Orr, whose life story was depicted in the film, is suing the family that took him in, claiming he was used. He says that uh, the Tui family, Sean and Leanne, never actually adopted him like they claimed they did. Instead, they tricked him into signing documents that made him uh, made them his conservators. And as his conservators, they uh, deprived him of the rights to his name, image, and likeness. Uh, they made millions, according to Michael Orr, off the movie The Blind Side, and gave all the money to the birth children, gave nothing to Michael mm. Orr, who without there would be no movie. He wants to terminate the conservatorship and force the family to forfeit all the money they made off the rights to his name and story. Huh, interesting. Now, these are, I guess, accusations, but there sounds like a lot of them, and it sounds somewhat believable. I, what's it? So, a conservatorship. I, I'm this is confused. like what Britney Spears had, yeah, right? Like, with Where, your actual parents, though. So, you don't have to right. be, you can just be under somebody's, uh, 
uh, I don't know, responsibility, I guess. But if you're, being adopted? if you're a young person and you don't really know the difference and they're saying, hey, you're a member of this family, you need to sign these documents and make us your conservators, then y- you may just sign those thinking it's the same thing as being adopted, right? Well, who, what, if the kid shouldn't have to think about it one way or the other. Who's his guardians at the time who signed the papers for him on his behalf? He's only 12 when he went to that family, probably. It's confusing, but it sounds greasy. The uh, father of the family is denying that they ever made money off the movie. Come on, how's that possible? Or they'd ever try to exploit Michael. He says they remained very close with Michael until about a year and a half ago when he was blindsided with the news he was never adopted. Get the blonde wig out, Sandra Bullock. Blindside (laughs) 2 could be coming. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. It's midway through August here, the 15th of August, Jim. Mm-hmm. Here we go. <laughs> Are we going somewhere? No. Tis the 15th, here. 2023, the 20th anniversary of the blackout, the biggest North American blackout. Oh, that's right. Is it the blackout anniversary? Yeah, it is. Yeah, 20 years ago. Where were you the day it happened, they say? In the dark. Yeah. I can't remember. I think I was in Kingston, Ontario. Yeah, I would have been mm-hmm. in Kingston. And uh, lit a candle or some flashlight, I want to say. The blackout would have been different now because smartphones are so much better now than they were back then. As yeah. long as you had a nice charge on your phone, you could have watched Netflix still. Sure, yeah. We were in the middle of nowhere on a job site, and we just had a generator, a diesel generator running. So we had no idea because I think it happened... Mid to late morning, you were oblivious to yeah. the blackout until until we drove the next back day. and saw. Well, until we drove home and then saw all the lights were out and they were still out, and we're like, "What the heck is going on with society?" Just so, a blip, though. They yeah. figured it out, <laughs> and it wasn't like I wasn't in a, the emergency room when it happened, you know. But plenty of people were. Wasn't there a TV show where the electricity goes out around the world? That was like the whole basis of the show a couple of years back. Was it called uh, not Utopia? Something like that. Like the world that kind of predicted the whole pandemic and all that stuff. Yeah. uh, A British show? Poop hit the fan and there was no electricity anymore. So Uh it's bound to happen. And we're so reliant on it now. Like if it happens anytime now and people's internet goes down, like the whole world will change. I'm going to keep a couple exercise bikes in my basement just in case. Hmm? Exercise bikes? Yeah. You hook those things up to. uh, Oh, you have to stay in shape if all the gyms get closed. No, no, you hook them up to the uh, to the to the grid, <laughs> the grid, and you just get your kids to cycle on them all day sure, long, yeah, and you'll have yeah. electricity. Charge Isn't that phone. how it works? Yeah, twenty years mm-hmm. since the big blackout. This is the Taz and Jim podcast. The little buttons on the keyboard on your phone. Sometimes you can hit the wrong one by accident. Sure. Your thumbs are a little too fat, you know? Mm-hmm. And sometimes you can type the word in exactly the way you meant to, but still autocorrect is going to change it to something else because autocorrect thinks it knows better than you. Yes. Like, I'll try to write the word hell, like, oh, it's hot as hell out, and it will always change it to the contraction Heel. he will. Yeah, with an apostrophe in there. Heel. Uh, I love a good autocorrect. Okay. Misunderstanding. <laughs> this has got to be near the top. A woman near Allentown, Pennsylvania recently tried to text a friend. I I think I just pooped myself, but instead, not pooped. It was the, sure, the sure. S word, right? Yeah, yeah. I think I just 
myself. Um, unfortunately, autocorrect changed the S word, which it's big on doing. We, we all know the F word will convert to duck. Yeah, yeah. Quite a bit. Well, apparently the S word likes to autocorrect to shot. Uh-oh. I think I shot myself. I think? <laughs> That's the text message that ended up getting sent to the friend. Oh, so man. the friend starts freaking out, calls 911. Police responded to the call. Uh, she told them, now keep in mind, she had just pooped her pants. Yeah. She told them through the ring doorbell that she couldn't get to the door, but she didn't need any help from the police. She tried explaining that it was an autocorrect misunderstanding. But the police were so hunky, she didn't want to say what really happened. Well, the cops thought that maybe she was lying to them, and they were worried she might harm herself, and that they'd be held liable if they left. So they waited, eventually cracked her door open, and yanked her outside, restrained her, smashed her face into the door. Whoa! How is that helping? She is suing the police force now, says she was illegally detained for 13 hours, caused her pain and psychological distress. Uh, There may be body cam footage that proves otherwise, but all from... The autocorrect shot myself. Yeah, yeah, I just don't understand how this couldn't be, uh, you know, fixed in like a five minutes. Saying, "Here's my dirty pants." <laughs> do you don't you don't see any gun wounds on me? I don't own a gun. Where do you think this is? Like here, how do you not clear this up immediately? Exhibit A. <laughs> yeah, my skid marked git. Yes, and just be like, have you not been here? Come on, we've all done it. Come on, guys. Like <laughs> everyone's got at least hours. one story officer. This is the Taz and Jim podcast. Yesterday we were talking about hand injuries. We uh, did a charity event on Friday night with the Brad Gibb All Star Band and guitarist for the band. Jared Ewell was missing. He was he was on the DL because earlier in the day he had tried to separate two hamburgers <laughs> with a sharp knife and he stabbed himself in the hand. Luckily, he's not permanently injured, but he had to get all stitched up and it was a big uh, big mess. Since then, we've rece- received a number of uh, suggestions on how to properly separate hamburgers if they're frozen. Slam them on the ground was slam, the number one answer. Yeah, yeah, slam the package on the ground if it's an option. Mm-hmm. Don't use the sharp knife. Anyway, so we have this hand injury conversation. And then yesterday evening, I get a text message with a picture from you, Jim Kelly. Mm-hmm. And your hand is all bandaged up. You're wearing shorts that are covered in blood. Yeah. Something went sideways yesterday afternoon. It's almost like you willed it into existence. Yeah, yeah. Or the band is cursed, I think. (laughs) Yeah, you performed with the band. Yeah, on Friday. This is like Final Destination for hands. Same hand, too, as a lefty as well. So I was in my backyard uh, around 4 p.m., and I was uh, ripping down an old metal fence around the pool. And it's like, when I say old, super old, if you can picture it, all every pool in the 80s and 70s had the same fence it's like two foot by six foot panels you screw them into the fence uh that goes like parallel to the ground and uh they're they're little i think they're aluminum it's not chain link it's like metal panels yeah exactly so i was ripping one of the panels off and it got stuck on something 
like a screw or something on the bottom. So then I gave it a little jerk, and as I jerked it, it came loose, and the back side of my hand scraped all along the panel next to me, which was shockingly sharp, I guess. Or I don't really know exactly if it if it caught on like a serrated edge that had been bent or something, because it it all happened so fast. I barely felt it. I looked down, and there was a huge gash on the back of my hand. Like oh boy. I'm talking like three to four inches. So I run inside, and I'm bleeding so bad it looked like a crime scene. Like I'm running. Down well, my, I, I my saw back your, I saw your pants. They were covered yeah. in blood. Well, you should have seen my side doorstep. It honestly looked like somebody had been murdered there. And so I don't want to go inside the house because I'm leaking. And I, I'm like, Sarah. I'm yelling my wife's name. Sarah. She's she not saying anything. Sarah. Now the dogs are going bonkers. I'm like, Sarah. She walks by. She's got earbuds in. <laughs> you see her and in the kitchen yeah, through the she's window. She's like grooving. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Flipping, an, flipping a pancake. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then she immediately goes into panic mode when she sees all the blood. I Did was like, you, were you? worried you were going to pass out for a second? I, I didn't feel like I was, but there was enough blood that I didn't know if I had hit an artery or a vein or oh, something like that. And geez. and I, I, at one point we were like, I said, I think we should call an ambulance. Then I remembered that you have to pay for the ambulance. So I just <laughs> grabbed a beach towel and I wrapped it around my hand and kept the pressure on it. And we drove to the hospital. Uh-huh. And uh, anyway, eventually I, they, they cleaned it out and I got six stitches. I asked the doctor... How many stitches? He said six, but they're big ones. So I'm unwrapping okay. my gauze here. Yeah. Jim's, Jim's hand has been bandaged all morning. Hold on. Wait, don't show me yet. He's got, uh, he's got the piece of gauze over top of it here. He's ready to unveil his wound. Hold your... Oh. There she blows. I'll take a picture of it. I'll put it on Instagram. Oh, boy. You, it's a little dirty as well, but... Like, it doesn't look good, and it's been attended to by a doctor. I can't imagine how bad that was my phone when it was died. open. My phone died. I want to take a picture. Even the, you know, it's a bad thing when the, when the doctor calls in some nurses and says, you got to see this. And mostly he said, you got to see this because the vein was, exp- you could see the vein oh, at, no. like on the inside and uh, it was very close to being cut itself. Thank God it did not. Now my, my ring finger is a little numb today makes me a little nervous but it's got like the full range of motion so i don't know if i hit a nerve or that makes me a little i I mean hopefully this is swelling maybe that's preventing me from feeling it perfectly let's measure this thing that's three and a half inches jim yeah that gash like a weird it's almost like a smiley face it's kind of on a bit of a curve that's going to be a scar permanent scar for sure scar now this is the tenth time I've got stitches, so it's uh, no big I'm covered deal. in star- scars at this point. But uh, yeah, it's a little little nerve wracking. And all I could think about while it was happening is, is the boxing match I'm supposed to be part of here in a couple months. Now it's yeah. still it's only in November, but my training is kind of important. I don't want to fall. What behind. did the doctor say? Do you think by November you're going to be able to punch with oh, that yeah, hand? Yeah, yeah. I said I can't play soccer this week or box, but he said. I could play soccer next week and boxing at least in two weeks, but I'm going to just box with one hand, I think, and just yeah, get sure. all my cardio in and my footwork and stuff like that. But anyway, it was scary. Like there was a lot of blood that, that had come out and even so, so much, I've never walked into the emergency room and had like an actual emergency going on because everybody's head turned. Oh, There's yeah. like 50, 60 people in there. You're in there and you you got a headache or you're in there and uh, and something's going on. Even like a dislocated shoulder. There's no blood. It's not yeah. like you don't really Internally, see anything. But this, it's when the blood's squirting. Yeah. That's, that, that gets you in there pretty quick, doesn't it? Was it was all over my pants and it was just <laughs> like all over the towel and people were like, I could see people gawking as I was in the tree. I've got a question unwrapped. for you, Jim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
how bad would the injury have to be for you to pay for the ambulance? <laughs> You cheap sob. <laughs> like if the hand wasn't attached to the wrist. If I like, was missing, if if something was hanging off or uh-huh. I was missing a finger, then amb- it's ambulance time. It's worth the price yeah, of admission. But no, it's not. Like imagine I just would have got stitches and I would have paid a thousand bucks. I don't know what an ambulance. It's not a thousand bucks. My rule is. What is it then? It's, it, not it, worth it. It wouldn't have been worth it for me yesterday. It's like a hundred bucks. Well, yeah, but my my thing is, if you ever are thinking maybe I should call an ambulance. Just call the ambulance. I I was right this time, though. Sure. But also, what if you squirt blood all over Sarah's car? And it costs well, you $100 get- to clean the car. Wouldn't you rather be squirting all over the towel. back of an ambulance? No, then I'd probably get a freaking Uber cleaning fee. <laughs> from Sarah? <laughs> no, no, I mean from the ambulance people. They're like, I'm not cleaning this up for free. Well, we're glad you're okay, Jim. Mm-hmm. You know, Could have been is- worse. This is a setback, but I'm sure you'll fight through and we'll get you in that boxing mm-hmm. ring in November. Thank you for everyone who's concerned after hearing about Jim's accident yesterday. He was ripping down an old metal fence in his backyard, sliced his hand. He's got a, uh, a stitched up wound that's about three and a half inches long on his hand. Started bleeding, shooting blood everywhere. Um, we appreciate the concerned text messages we're getting. We don't need to see pictures of your wounds. You don't? <laughs> no. I'll put it on the Insta page. <laughs> Look at this one. Somebody sent us. Oh, of other people. Other people's injuries. This is how it goes. You yeah. show me, uh, I'll show you my scar, you show me yours. Yeah. Well, here's one of uh, somebody who was making Hungarian goulash on an open fire after a few beers fell into the fire. Holy. Look at that. That burned. Why? I don't need to. Those are Look some at serious that. blisters. Oh, man. He says his friend still ate the goulash. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'd be ashamed if he didn't. We're also getting messages from a number of people, Jim, saying that you should have just called an ambulance. You said the thought crossed your mind, but you decided to drive to the, uh, the emergency room instead. And we've got a listener here who wants to tell you something. Go ahead. Hey, I'm a paramedic, and I also teach first aid and CPR. I wanted you to know that uh, an ambulance ride only costs uh, you, tax, you know, if you have uh, an OLIP card, about 80 bucks. If, uh, uh, what do you need? You need it's it. about 80 bucks a if you have a, a health, health card. card. Which, yeah. which is and probably which what, yeah, yeah. probably what an Uber would cost you, and they're going to treat you right gonna, away. I thought it'd be 500 bucks, so I said no. No, no, no. And if you show up and all you need to do is have a bandaid put on your boo boo, <laughs> you don't get you know charged anything. All you have to do is. I think they should charge you more. You. So if no, you're no, if no, you're no. treated at your at the spot of the incident and you don't need to go in the ambulance, you don't get charged anything. Nothing, nothing. We're there to wow. help you. Don't don't have anyone be afraid to call the nine one one. And do you do do you do stitches? Like, would you stitch something up? No, no, no. I'm saying if you need to go to the hospital, we'll take you, and it's worth the eighty dollars. Yeah, I, that I agree. Or, or but it wouldn't have been. Cost. I just saved eighty bucks, and here I am. But what if? But what if? What if? If ifs and nuts were candies and butts. <laughs> you have health insurance. You can submit that eighty dollar bill to your health insurance, and it'll be covered. Yeah, Jim. Sure. Take those ifs and nuts. Hey, man. It was a split. Decision. Like it was like a. You know, it, it, the decision was made quickly. My wife was right there. We're glad you're okay. I'm glad you're okay. Don't yes, be afraid yes, to yes. call an ambulance. Is what uh, yeah. our caller's saying here. 
please. Uh, an actual handler and ride costs about $440. OHIP covers 90% of it. It used to be $40 for the ambulance fee. I'm thinking now it's up to 80 some dollars. You're welcome, taxpayers. <laughs> Pour a new sidewalk. The Taz and Jim Podcast. LOL is dead, Jim. What? Yeah. The kids are saying LOL is now cringe. It's no longer cool. Is it being replaced with the laugh emoji? No, no. It's been replaced with another acronym. No way. Yeah. So, LOL, this hits us a little bit harder because we, we now know LOL, of course, stands for laugh out loud. And it was a Canadian invention. No way. A guy named Wayne Pearson was the first to use it back in the 1980s. Whoa. The inventor of the LOL. Move over Alexander Graham Bell. It makes <laughs> we, sense. We got a new yeah. inventor in the Hall of Fame. It makes sense because words were harder to get going and type out. Like with a typewriter and Morse code, you needed a shorthand. Yeah, you know? Morse code wasn't that big in the 1980s. Jim. Yes, it was. Uh, in nautical terms, it was. Come <laughs> how, on, shelter test. How old do you think I am? <laughs> but I remember the 80s and I never used Morse code. Well, just on my walkie-talkie for Consider fun. yourself lucky. LOL is, uh, by the wayside, the new term, according to an article in the New York Times, is I-J-B-O-L. Any idea what that stands for? I just burst out laughing? You got it. Damn. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. It's longer to say a short form. Like, the whole point is to save time, so why are we making the acronym longer and more specific? I-J-B-O-L, and apparently the kids are pronouncing it each bull. <sighs> you just made me each bull. Why not just B-O-L, burst out laughing? Because you don't need to I-just, that's implied. Uh-huh. Did the burst out laughing is fine. This is stupid. And LOL looks nice. Like when you see it, type L O L. It's yeah. like a it's a pleasing kind of acronym to the it's eye. It's bookended. It's an O with yeah. the L's, and it's bookending. a pant- pantogram or whatever those are called. Where what, they go by. what are your feelings on L M A O? Because I think that must be gone too. I'm much to the chagrin of the sexy and I know it guys. <laughs> Wait, they're LMFAO, weren't they? Right, yes. Yeah, they took it one step there further. There was an F in the middle. <laughs> I'm okay with it. There's degrees of laughing out loud. I get like I don't think we need to eliminate any, but I just burst out laughing is just ex- the exact same thing as laughing out loud. You mean each bowl? Each bowl is. <laughs> I don't like saying it. I also don't like when people say lol. Like you'd never say the acronym. All right, Grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> the Taz and Jim Podcast. We've got uh, our pal Sonny on the line. Sonny, what band did you go see on the weekend? Metallica! <laughs> yeah, it's did. Metallica Sonny. <laughs> Montreal family road trip. You called us as you were uh, just heading out on your journey. You're back now. How did things go? It was amazing. Uh, first night, we saw Pantera still killing it. And then... Sorry, did you say Pantera's still killing it? Oh, yeah. Still killing yeah. it. And then the next night was... Sunday night was uh, Five Finger Death Punch still killing it. And top it off the evening, Metallica! <laughs> I saw some video online from uh, 
I think it was a New Jersey show, and they had giant Metallica beach balls bouncing around the crowd. Did they do the beach balls in Montreal? I'll send you a pic. All of a sudden, the last encore, these big, massive black and yellow Metallica uh, M72 balls come down from the sky. Stage was covered. There was one time uh, this guy had to jump on stage and clear him from Lars because they were banging around on him. Then there was a time where Bobby was doing a little bass solo, and the, he was in the middle of them. Yeah, it was phenomenal. So, like, so cymbals are getting hit, drums are getting hit. <laughs> they are they're giant beach so balls. They're like six there? foot tall beach balls that fall the from the ceiling. Ones too? Like, no, they're or, yellow and black with okay. Metallica's uh, M logo on the side of them. They they look pretty cool in the video I saw. But yeah, a lot of them were ending up on stage, and. Uh, you know, Kirk or uh, uh, the other band members would have to hit them away with they their guitar necks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <Four>. <laughs> Were people hey, trying yeah. to steal those? Because they'd be oh, great souvenirs. Yeah, you pop one. Was, yeah. Uh, down in the mosh pit, there was a fight over one of the beach balls, and Funny One just gave up and they, it got broke. Oh, but, in the uh, mosh pit. Have you ever seen those videos of, like, two people with two yoga balls that run right at each other and see who goes flying more? That would be amazing to do with the beach balls. (laughs) Two guys each holding a beach ball in front of them. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Boom. My son asked me, he goes, how could you do that? Like, mosh my hair. Yeah. And I said, for a 50-year-old man, I can still do it. He goes, could you do it through a whole song? I said, if they play from Whom Bell Tolls, and I did the whole, he videoed it, he goes, how do you do it? I said, well, being 50, I paid for it in the morning. But Yeah, how's the neck fun. feeling here a couple days later? I, all right. I'm, couple you know, Advil, you're fine? Yeah. All right. Pantera, five-finger death punch, killed it. I'm not surprised that you enjoyed yourself, Sonny. Thanks for calling us and giving us your review. Give us your, your, uh, your catchphrase there. All right, Metallica, Sonny, thank you. <laughs> he could talk for hours about watching Metallica perform, I'm sure. <laughs> Feel a little sore. He'd be, be like, we're back to set! <laughs> the Taz and Jim Podcast. Let's talk about golf and the PGA. There are fans who are pushing for a rule change in the PGA. Hmm. They think golfers should be allowed to wear shorts now. <laughs> I I haven't really thought about that. Still, you're not allowed to wear shorts if you're competing in a PGA event. Mm-hmm. Well, they're trying to keep it classy, right? Yeah. Yeah, they have certain rules when it comes to wardrobe and uniform. Rules and tradition, right? The game of golf is big on tradition. So shorts have never been allowed. Uh, the old... Uh, knickers, is that what they're called? Sure, in England? With the... With the sh- the pants that are tucked into the socks, what are those called? Oh, I don't know. Because that's a big golf look. Sure, but that's a tough word to be throwing out there. You know what I mean? It just sounds awful. <laughs> These like it's careful. You know <laughs> the reason that fans want to see this change. One of the reasons over the weekend at the FedEx St Jude Championship in Tennessee, golfer Lucas Glover was wearing a pair of beige pants. And he had swass like no one's business. Let me show you this picture, Jim. 
Oh, wow. Yeah. It's funny because he's got back pockets on it, and they don't absorb as quickly, so everything around the back pockets is damp, <laughs> but the back pockets are Right, because the, the damp pockets- They're the, thicker. The, the pockets would have that extra layer yeah. of protection, right? <laughs> but all around it. But, yeah. It, oh, it's, man. It, I, I can relate. Beige is a tough choice when it comes to- uh, disguising sweat. Yeah, the worst. You got to go black pants or or dark navy blue if yeah. you need to hide the sweat. Even a charcoal gray might help you. Yeah. Wait. Yeah, dark enough charcoal. Yeah, yeah. Light gray, bad idea. Mm-hmm. Play with fire. I can relate. But even with shorts, I got Swass City showing up. So you're still going to have to choose a different color of short if you are a Swassy fella. <laughs> but my my gut instinct was like, no, don't change it. But like, why not? Yeah. It'd be funny how many conversations we'd be having about each golfer's calves. You know, guys love talking about calves. Well, you know, people do enjoy the uh, the fun socks as well, right? Another Colorful, way to show off the personality. Socks, yeah, have become a big thing over are, the past couple decades. Are hairy legs unappealing to look at on high def television, though? Like, because they no get idea. they get down low when you're looking at the putt. And a lot of times I, I haven't really the focused on athletes' hairy legs. Me neither, but I think close up when you get down there for the angle of the putt <laughs> on the replay. I'm just thinking of what the cons could possibly be. Yeah, I know when I go golfing, I'm wearing shorts, but I'm not on the PGA tour. Oh, dude, when I wear pants, I feel like I'm on the PGA tour. It is classy. This could be there. Could be a golfer out there who suffers from hypohydrosis, <laughs> a big sweater. And one of the reasons he's not winning tournaments is because he's forced to wear pants. Mm-hmm. And this would Throws be his mental game off. This would be the most freeing thing for him, for his golf game, and for his career. Oh, like man. this, we could see movement on the leaderboard just based on shorts being allowed in the PGA alone. It's a big change. It would be.